Renegade. 2 a.m. is no time to be alone in the subway, and you're about to find out why. <laughs> to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. And guys, today we're going to be talking about the uh, 1970s film, The, <laughs> the Warriors. Warriors. <laughs> Why did you know I was going to say that, Sean? Because it's just The Warriors. And it has that vibe though, right? Yeah, you're yeah. in the subway, you're, you're beating dudes up, you're beating women up at some point. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> slow down, slow down. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's a enough. reasonable explanation. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I was um, very confused. Yeah, the, the box the box art itself for Renegade is definitely giving me the Warriors vibes here. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's the red spray paint yeah. for Renegade, and they've Americanized the whole thing from the Japanese version. The Japanese version is completely different. It's worth yeah. mentioning. Uh, so we're going to be talking about the American version of the game. Uh, hopefully that won't confuse anybody. Hopefully you all grew up on this version. And uh, Mike, what's the name of the game that this is a port of? What, uh, what is the Japanese name of, of this game? Oh, I thought it was Renegade. What's it? What is it? I I can't pronounce it. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like Niketsu Koa Kuniko Kuniokon. <laughs> Niketsu Koa Kuniokon. Yeah, and Kuniokon is I guess like the person you play as yeah. in the game. Um, I don't know what Niketsu Koa means, but I th- I think it actually that's pretty cool. um the translation is is very like hardcore. Um it's like I will beat your ass on the subway. Something like that. That's cool. Uh we should talk about the objective of this game, which is basically a fist fight through four stages where you have to take down punks and self-described in the manual thugs. Along the Oof. way. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to say the word thugs. They made me. <laughs> uh, I think, I'm pretty certain, this is our first NES beat-em-up. Yeah, I think so. And and what I find interesting about the objective is that it's the, also the first time that uh, your objective is just to defend yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you could see it that way. I or think you most could, games are that. Yeah, but most games, like, the objective is like to save someone or to go find something. you gotta, you got to save your girlfriend. you got to go find this thing. This is just like these people just attacked you. You were just minding okay. your business. So you're getting jumped in this game. Over you're getting right. jumped in this game at 2 a.m. Yeah. on the subway. Specifically. Um, and, and that's where it all starts. And then you just proceed to continue to walk through uh, various places where you continue to get beat up. Right. Long that's story where it short, gets a little confusing. Yeah, like, yeah, you got like, jumped. How are you in this building now? How are you? <laughs> right. What made, what made this guy so badass that he became a target? Is yeah. it are the whole all city. the people from all the different stages like in cahoots with each other maybe we'll get to the bottom of that but um first i just wanted to talk about the beat-em-up genre in general because this is our first one sean can you describe what a beat-em-up is turtles in time yeah turtles in time there you go perfect in fact most turtles games uh that, that's a that's a fantastic beat-em-up uh joe you know any beat-em-ups uh, i'll go the route of like actually giving a description sure. of what it is which is uh I thought that was a good you, enough no i think that is good but I, I don't i don't have a good example so i'm gonna say it's games where you beat them up Okay, wow, you that's to, fantastic. So, so beat up people. it's basically, uh, instead of a side-scroller in which you have two axes of walking, in this one you have uh, 
no, I'm sorry, one axis of walking in a side scroller. You have two. You can walk to the uh, the back of the screen, the front of the screen, and left and right. Um, and you have like a much more uh, tactile. I guess, I guess I don't really know the the correct way to describe sure. the fighting. I'll give it a shot here. Yeah. All right. So. A beat-em-up is a free-roaming game where the enemies are also free to roam around the stage. You have to kind of seek them out while they simultaneously seek you out. And the idea behind, uh, you know, most beat-em-ups is that you have to clear off all the enemies on the stage for the level to progress. Yeah. So uh, sometimes that is locking you to a screen before the screen will continue to scroll in this particular instance, it's a little more involved in that. It's actually like a door will open or you'll have to get on a subway or get on bikes like, yeah, for yeah. like the, a minute. For a hot minute. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but I think that, that, that that's nice to have uh, a different variety because we've seen what could have been beat-em-ups before with games like Kung Fu and stuff like that. Uh, had they have just, you know, taken on those concepts instead. But because now you're finally free... To roam around the stage, there's kind of like some choice involved on your own part of how you're going to tackle the enemies. You don't have yeah. to clear the enemy directly in front of you to get to the next one. It plays a little bit more expressive. Yes. And you can, you can be as aggressive or as defensive as you want. And so it sounds like Joe went <laughs> defensive. Yeah. I did just actually. curled up into a little I'm just I'm just talking about the, uh, the way the manual describes it. It says that you're just defending yourself. So do you want to give your first impression? Yeah, actually the first thing that I thought of was that this is a very the backgrounds in this are very nice looking. They're very clean and very there's very clear signs in the background and the subway <laughs> looks nice. It is a it is a nice looking game off the bat. Okay. Sean, first impressions? Um my first impression was was sort of uh in that same vein where I did appreciate that uh, the backgrounds had more context. They seem to be based on actual places instead of uh, a labyrinth that had like windows in places. You know what I mean? Um, I did like that the the stages were real places. Um, that was really all I saw at first, though. And my first impression, which seems to be a little different from yours, is that uh, for both of your guys. Uh, this is what fighting in your dreams is like. You know, like, <laughs> like when you have a dream and all of a sudden you have to start throwing punches, but they don't do anything. And, and you can't reach them. <laughs> yeah, you can't reach them and then they come after you. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's my impression from here, uh, because I, I had a difficult time playing this one. Uh, I did get a little better as time went on, so I'm not saying the game is awful. I'm saying that, uh, definitely my, you know, you gotta learn this one. Uh, it's not, uh, it's not all there laid out for you. It's not easy by any means, uh, throughout the entirety of the game, to be honest. Had there have just been maybe a little more, um, simplified control scheme, which we'll get to, uh, this could have been a winner. First, we have to talk about one thing in the manual that I noticed that I thought was very odd. In the manual, uh, there's a description of, like, each stage and stuff like that, and then how to control your characters, and then different things that you can do uh, with your character. And then there's just, like, this page that's just, like, cheats to get to stage two and three. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, if you're tired of dying on stage one all the time, here's uh, you can press this combination of buttons on controller one and two, and you'll get to immediately go to either stage two or stage three. They will not let you go to the final stage, stage four, 
uh, by means of cheats. It, so. it was interesting to me, though, and I think this has actually happened before and I just didn't know about it, but that you have to hold one button down on controller one while putting the inputs in controller two. Yeah. I, know that was a, I didn't know that I was even the, a function. It, I think the function of that um, is to make it make the lazy people not cheat because I was lazy enough because I did end up wanting to just skip because I kept dying. Right. Um, uh, but I, that was just too much for me, so I ended up playing it over again. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's another implementation implementation that we didn't talk about in the Karnov episode, where if you are player two on Karnov, you just hold down A and B, and like after like I think a few seconds, Karnov will just automatically die. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's like it's just a, it's like a soft lock, like thing. a soft lock. Yeah, reset yourself and back to the beginning of that level. <laughs> Crazy stuff, but we didn't talk about it, so we're going to mention it now because that's the only instance we're ever going to have to bring that up again. We'll talk about Karnov in every episode going forward. Hope, well, he's our mascot. <laughs> All right. Now we're talking about Renegade. Let's talk about gameplay. I am going to bring up my biggest issue first and foremost. Guys, why did they reverse punch and kick depending on direction? See, I think it's a good idea in like on paper, like... Con- context controls are are big now um where everything sort of depends on what you're doing as a player character um but for this it doesn't it just it feels like your wires are getting crossed every time you turn around yeah i think because it's punching and kick i think what they were trying to do was there was a shmup that we played like this where you're where section section yeah. z yeah. was like you can use this button to turn around and then that this button for shooting. No, no, no. It okay. was another one where I think it was the one when you're in the jet pack where um, A shoots to the right and B shoots to the left. Yeah. That's section Z. It is section Z. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then the uh, – in this, I think it was trying to do that, but then making one direction, the direction you're facing, the punch, and the other direction, a kick, just makes it so much more confusing. And this is just an, an archaic design choice, though. For me, personally, like, I can't understand this because we've had plenty of games now that understand that, like, direction and and actions don't, shouldn't change. Like, there's no, there, for me, there's no rationale why, why punch and kick should change depending on the direction you're standing yeah. in. Right. Well, punch, it, well think the of it, yeah, it's directionality just, of the attack, though. Like, the kick only right. happens behind you. Right. It's Yeah. So, so imagine if it was just punch. A is to punch to the right. B is to punch to the left. I feel like that just that's, makes more sense in your head right away when you tell when they tell you that. The manual says something like, you know, it says, when facing the right... A is to punch, B is to kick. When facing the left, B is to punch, A is to kick. Like that just be, just Wait. say punch to the right by hitting A, punch to the left by hitting B. But that's not what it's it is. Not though, what's right? It's not what happened. Yeah. Attack to the left by hitting A, attack to the right by hitting B. It's just that that's why would I look, I just can't I really can't forgive the game for this. I'm not no, going to get know. Yeah, I, I don't like, disagree either. I just don't it, the kick button can if kick button stayed to be B at, at all times, right? Let's just say that. Whether you were facing either direction, I get that it kicks from behind. Why would that matter, though? Like, why would you have to change that? There's I don't no know. Reason, the, right? the only kinds of games when I can see, like, this this make any sense is, like, twin-stick shooters or stuff like Smash TV. Right. But that is a completely different kind of game, and it, this isn't it. Yeah, <laughs> does, the, does the kick do anything? Is it have a... 
a I greater it's a distance. Bit stronger and it has a yeah. wider. I, I found I found the kick to be uh, like a, a better option if you can <laughs> if you can remember which yeah. which button it is at that particular time. Uh, I also thought that like the jump kicks were the best thing in the game. Uh, sometimes uh, that that's when you hit A and B together. So I just kind of defaulted to that because I couldn't bear to remember <laughs> like which buttons I needed to press. I'm being serious. Like I really got confused by this to the point where I was almost like I didn't want to play. See, because I game I couldn't wire my brain to remember like oh facing this direction. Yeah. better my, use this. Button. My solution to that was to never think I'll have to kick this guy off to punch this guy. It was just if they're that's behind right. me, if they're behind me, I hit A or whichever. If they're behind me, I hit A. If they're in front of me, I hit B, and just ignore whether it's kicking or punching. No matter which way I'm facing. Just press the button in the direction of the enemy. Yeah, and that may, yeah, which which is flawed because then you don't you, you don't, don't think kick about nearly as kicking. much. Yeah, too, right? you don't think yeah, about the kicking up, and punching. I ended up being able to get a little okay at this game, but that was again, it it was completely unintuitive because of that, though. And in terms of priority, right when it's you and the enemy hitting at the same time. Who's got the priority here? I, I, feel, I feel like, like the, enemies the enemy really yeah. get like, uh, especially the ones with weapons have yeah. like a major priority when it comes to registering attacks, which is, which is upsetting because you're taking on like four to five enemies at a time and they do gang up on you. So you could be in a grapple with one of them and then the guy with the bat just comes yeah. over and whacks you with it and you fall to the ground. But it's, yeah. you know, it's it's simulating an actual street fight. Yes. And and to that, I give it some credit. Sure. Like, it, no, it did feel like I was definitely in a losing street fight. Like, there's, a, there's definitely like a thousand simulations where the main character dies because he can't fight five guys at once. Well, a lot of times when I'm in an actual street fight, the guy in front of me, I'll be accidentally kicking behind me and not realizing I'm trying. <laughs> to punch the guy in front of me, I forget. <laughs> it's like what fighting in your dreams right, is exactly. like. Yeah, that's true. I really found that bad guy in stage one to be absolutely ridiculous, though. Uh, my, my, my thing for him was jump kicks uh, working, and I would take him out first. Mm -hmm. uh, I felt like it was a losing strategy to just leave him uh, <laughs> yeah. with the bat and just try to deal with other people. Yeah, because you're right. He His attack is so fast. You can't get near him if he's about to attack. Mm. All, all of those weaponed. I think the weapon modes. holding uh, characters are are actually weaker though, in terms of how many times they have to get knocked down. Yeah, I, which is great. Uh, you know, it's a good design decision from the game to to make something like that happen. And I'm not saying that it took a ton of jump kicks. <laughs> I think that uh, you know, if anything, like the my the jump kicks on weapons makes even more sense if you think about it, because you're not gonna. Punch some guy with a bat. He's going to take the bat and spot your hand. You might as well just aim for his face with your feet. <laughs> aim for his face with your feet. <laughs> you know, and while we're talking about, like, the combat things here, like your options, you know, they, they did give you a fair amount of things you can do. Uh, there's even a running punch and a, and, um, a shoulder throw. Yeah. And you can even knee the enemies. Yeah. Uh, it's just that a lot of that stuff is... Um, is contextual. I, I yeah, and I also don't know how I triggered it half the time. I thought it was oh, I just hold the opposite button and then he'll throw him into the enemy behind me. But then sometimes I would just let go of him. I didn't really know what I was doing when I did those things. Yeah, same. A, a but when, when it came up, I was like, yes, like, yeah, keep going. Felt good. Get, might as well capitalize on it. When right. You have it. I, I felt um, like if I was doing like maybe like three punches in a row that connected, I might. Like somehow just grab onto the guy just from there, hug, and yeah. then and then I would just immediately go for that shoulder throw. I thought yeah. that was awesome. So you just you like, knew how to do the the shoulder throw? Yes, yeah. Which is uh, just could the controller pad in the opposite direction? Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So if they're to the right, then to the left, and so on and so forth. Yeah, that, so that one makes sense from an. It would actually be like the worst thing they could have done at that point was be like, oh well, if you want to do yeah. a shoulder throw, you should hit the directional right. in the button right. that he's facing. Yeah, it's it's also at the directional pad, which we're already programmed to say that has to do with directions. Yeah. A and B were very rarely not like, directions. This is left and this yeah. is right. Yeah. Uh, and then there's another one too, where if the if the opponent is knocked down and hasn't gotten up yet. You can actually like get, get on top of him dance. and like yes. yeah, <laughs> give him a little lap dance. <laughs> yes, that's what you're doing. That's um, also a good way to dispatch him because they always get back up. But if you make sure <laughs> you sit, you sit on him and punch him a couple times. You're like, all right, this guy's not getting back up. This is how you actually fight. Yeah, this, this is well. Yeah, this is a great combat simulator. Hogan's Alley was a great FBI detective. <laughs> they always get back up. You got to immediately get on top of him. And just, you know what's funny? Can I can I segue into a manual thing about yeah, the sitting thing for, for real? Um, the, in in the manual, the, the description for attack an enemy when he's sitting down, pretty long description, but it gets to when the enemy is lying on the ground, uh, stand over him, push the control pad down to make the renegade sit on him, and then start punching. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I read it. But, and then start punching. It's just attack, so funny. Like, you don't know yeah. when it's going to end. Just keep going. Just <laughs> They attacked you. They deserve it. Exactly. I, right. I'm not... Uh, I'm not. I'm not for these guys. Violence begets violence. <laughs> I'm listen. I'm all for the different ways that you can attack your enemies while with, without like overcomplicating it. Right? There's yeah. no. There's no like when you get into a grapple. There's no selection yeah, of yeah. choices. Would you prefer that? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> that that happened in uh, tag team wrestling. Yeah. Right. Um, there's also no like power-up system that's like oh I, I don't have the shoulder throw right now like you know <laughs> like true. that would have been obnoxious so i'm all for this part of it it's yeah. it's really that that punching and kicking opposite mirror world thing <laughs> that i really world. don't like yeah that that wasn't great for me and also i do think that the controls being the punching and kicking it's like hard to tell we said earlier it's hard to tell if you're registering a punch sometimes i feel like i'm like an inch away from their face and it just, it just felt i mean they do they do at least give good feedback that they have been hit right and but i mean it's hard to tell when i will hit, if i'm close yeah. enough to hit him or like it's, if i'm going to hit on this you don't have attack. very good range right um which i think and sometimes it looked like i was hitting and then there was no yeah. reaction i think the range thing is fine yeah um i think that the the bigger problem i wouldn't want an arm that extends like beyond belief you know no uh it's not space jam here okay <laughs> i love how <laughs> many times i'm trying every episode. To, like i'm trying to bring up space jam every episode in 88 um <laughs> Because Michael Jordan was in college. Uh, anyway. I thought he was born in 1988. Oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> Michael Jeffrey Jordan was not born in 1988. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I don't mind the range of the punches because, again, like if we're talking about, like, you know, it's really trying to feel like a U versus five kind of fight, like that's fine. But, you know, the game's got to give in yeah, some yeah. kind of wiggle room. And the registering the punch thing is where I have the problem because right. it's like, you feel like you're seeing the graphic, like like as if you're punching yeah. him. But the it's pixels just, are touching. Right, the yeah. pixels are touching. That's a hit to me. If pixels touch, <laughs> that's very Larry David of you. Pixels, pixels touching. Touch yeah. uh, um, but also, I I think it sometimes you're so close. That, like, yeah, you're not hitting, but, like, the game needs to kind of maybe give you a little leeway. Like, I'm not going to stand in real life in a fight against an opponent just one quarter of an inch far enough away where, like, my fist doesn't you're hit him. like going to? I'll, I'll, I'll lean forward, you know, in, like, real life. 
That's 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 not going to happen, you know. You have been using this as like a, yes, an actual I, this fight has been aid, training me. You know? yeah. I've, been, I've been working out and watching, playing some Renegade. <laughs> I've actually been using this to get stronger at Mike Tyson's punch. <laughs> wow, <laughs> this is just training. This is like Mike swinging Tyson. with multiple bats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so stage one, though, overall, pretty cool. You get in the subway and then you fight some people there too. So yeah. it's like it's that's neat fun. that you're it's neat in the same stage and you're still going to different environments that are. You know, like everything makes sense as a concept. Yeah. Stage two, uh, then there's like you're in like a like a bunch of motorcycles are parked out, and yeah. then there's people just like riding their <laughs> motorcycles into you, like kamikaze style. Like, it what's happens. Up with that? It happens. Have you ever been in a fight where the motorcycles came in? Have you ever been mugged by an entire city? <laughs> the, the cyclists get on you, and <laughs> that's actually what's happening in this game. Uh, yeah. Also, like. With the with the motorcycle thing though, Sean, I can understand like one guy gets road rage and starts charging at you. We're talking about multiple people here on on motorcycles. <laughs> We're coming talking at you. about a premeditated attack on bad dude or what is it, Mister K? Yeah, Mister K. Um. So obviously, if motorcycles are involved, they're going to be used as weapons. If this is just common sense street fighter street fighting tactics. But is his name not Renegade? It's not Renegade because the manual certainly it's refers Mr. to him as Renegade. K. It's Mister K. Interesting. Uh, yeah, but here's here's another fun Mr. thing. Mister The see, so so <laughs> stage one had the whole subway thing where like one thing we didn't talk about that was awesome is that you can shoulder throw people onto the train tracks. Oh shit! And that's an automatic death. Like like I didn't the, really. the train never comes and hits them but you can throw them off the ledge and i think I that's really did cool. you wait did you just like wait over there i would wait over the area yeah. get into like <laughs> a, a grapple and then just throw them over and that's fine that's not yeah. cheap you can also throw people into the water in that motorcycle level yes and and so that's what i'm talking about these are cool things right and the subway one specifically because it's like you see the subway and then you go into it and have mm-hmm. a fight there do we really need like we already see the motorcycles we're alluding to the fact that we're probably going to get on one which is cool because you're not expecting that to begin with. But do we need people on motorcycles beforehand attacking you to sell the idea that, like, this is a motorcycle-themed stage? Like, I'm fine with the motorcycles being in the background. I would have even liked to have picked one up and just smashed it over someone's head. Like, <laughs> Super Smash Brothers Wario style. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it didn't really bother me that that was happening, but I was definitely, like, a little... A little taken aback when I just saw people riding at me on motorcycles. Yeah, uh, at motorcycles, yeah. Uh, but that leads to the motorcycle fight, which is really cool. You're now on a motorcycle. This is unexpected. And you drive the motorcycle as other people, uh, bad guys, are driving their motorcycles. And you have to, like... Yeah, you're still punching and kicking. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. But it's, like, weird. Again, the controls get kind of weird here where you have to, like hit the direction in a certain way to lean the motorcycle down and and then register See, kick. The, this this level was more intuitive to me because there are only two directions that I mean yeah there are only two directions that you could fight in in the other one but you're always traveling in the same direction so yeah this one doesn't have the mirror yeah. world problem <laughs> uh, I, i'm not saying i have a, i have a huge problem with it i just think it's again it's another unnecessary step to take because there's nothing wrong with also just like uh, you know, like just kicking, uh, having a kicking button in general. Yeah, you know, that's true. Um, but but yeah, like to your point, if you're gonna lean to to the left to get closer to the guy, that's how you would that's kick how, them how anyway. You would do it. Yeah. Yeah. This also being a simulation for motorcycle fights. Absolutely, and everybody usually kicks in motorcycle fights. Yeah. <laughs> just watch out for that. Uh, no one, no one, you know, is responsible and parks the motorcycle in fights. <laughs> we fight on our motorcycles. Uh, in stage three, 
there is a questionable fight with yeah. a group of women. It this this level, it looks like you're just fighting a bunch of clones of Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> I thought that I don't even watch Bob's Burgers, and I was going to bring that up. <laughs> it is the weirdest gang ever. <laughs> they are described in the manual as. Killer kung fu females, which I also <laughs> thought was out of place because everyone else is just like thugs and like these are like professional fighters, like they are they are it, trained it, fighters. It's ramping up yeah. now, Joe. But but then the next level is just more thugs. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> I thought that the next level was going to be like a SWAT team of Navy SEALs or something, but it was just more thugs. Call them killer kung fu females if that's what they are, but dress <laughs> them up like that too a little. Why don't you? Don't make it look like I swear. Did they have purses or yeah, something? Yeah, like, some of them is, did. This, it's it's almost like tasteless, right? Yeah. It's like one they've given no credit to females in general by making <laughs> them look like they couldn't put up a fight, but then they go ahead and fight you with their purses, which is <laughs> insulting. And I, then I you beat them. They could beat you too, right? But then you beat the shit out of them. <laughs> I almost feel like they realized this in, in when they were writing the manual, and they're like, "Let's call them kung fu females. Give them a little more, you know, credit." Killer too. But, so yeah, yeah, you know yeah. how deadly they. Are. Uh, yeah, it, it was strange. Uh, that With they're that all looking exactly the is, same and everything. It is really tasteless. Yeah, yes. playing the game. Yeah, and there's all there's not like you know it's kind of weird because like. There's not a lot going on in this stage otherwise. Like, You're just like, like at a bar, right? Yeah, there's no like, um, you know, stage two had the motorcycle fight. Stage one had like the subway theme, which was cool. It seems like we're almost like ramping down. Yeah. Like things are getting more calm. Now, <laughs> like you're, now, just, now, now you're, you're just being, angry. Yeah, now you're just being an asshole at a wine bar. <laughs> 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 Bold of you to assume it was a wine bar. Yeah, because I also yeah noticed that after that you go in to fight like the boss of the stage. You like go into a building. You sought out this boss. Yeah. Like, you are attacking. See, this is when, yeah, you are this is when you, you are no longer the victim. <laughs> the NES is clearly, uh, the NES port has and i'm joking here has left out like a cutscene where you finally like grab one of the people you beat up and you said tell me who's responsible and where were the like, other drugs going spill oh yeah they spill <laughs> all the beans and now you're heading to this place which brings us to stage four because it's like a it, it's a funny like maze of sorts where there's just you know clear all the enemies in the room and then you got a choice door a or door b and you don't know what's behind either door, and you could just wander off forever. And you, you run loop. into like somebody just like enjoying their dinner, and then you start <laughs> fighting them. Right. I, I think that I forgot what's the 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 big burly woman's name. Uh, I, I don't know if they have names, but there is a name because if you die, it says like name. Oh, it's that's like, funny. You. You're not tough enough for me. Huh. I thought it was always the same guy saying that. No. 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 All right. Well, I don't know the name, so I couldn't tell you. Oh. But that's kind of funny that, yeah. um, that like, you know, the, the idea of, like, each character being like, like, you know, it's like a Watch Dogs 3 kind of thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, all the non-playable characters have lives outside of them. I really can't believe that Watch Dogs 3 ripped off this game. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely insane. Uh, so say you do make it through this uh, maze of a building, which really should just be like checking each floor, right? Yeah. Like, like there's no way that you would open up a door, go to another door, do that like several times, and then open up another door and only to be like, oh, back at the beginning. Like, what is this, a Scooby-Doo? <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't know which doors you've entered and exited. Hey, those I, scenes were always funny. Even I feel like Link had more contextual awareness of where he was in dungeons than this guy does in a building. <laughs> yeah. 
Sure, whatever. But say you make it to the final boss, uh, which is not the final room. You you know, like if you look at the layout, I think it's actually like the room K or something like that. If you make it to the wow, final boss, that big. it's just, yeah, it's pretty big. Um, it goes all the way to P, I think. The final boss is just a guy with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a shiv. No, it's a gun. It's he a shoots, nine millimeter pistol. Right? Yeah, and he shoots the... bullets. And they're, to be fair, to make it, you know, like it actually is a simulator, <laughs> one shot, you're dead. It doesn't matter if yeah. you have full health or not. You get hit by a bullet, you're dead, kid. Not, not even if you punch the bullet. You can't punch the bullet. Uh, that'd be cool. You just watch him catch it. <laughs> Mr. K it. just catches it, eats it, <laughs> throws it back at the guy. <laughs> no, you have to dodge the bullets. Uh, again, jump kick all the way uh, on this one, I think. You keep your distance. The interesting thing is that um, he can't shoot like diagonally. Of course not. But like that makes it interesting because you only have to be in his line of sight. <laughs> Like, oh no! <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I have to point directly at you and longitudinal or latitudinal axis. <laughs> right, so that that's very strange. Uh, so instead, you can just kind of stay out of harm's way, and then I guess like immediately after he shoots a bullet is a great time to just kind of jump kick him in the face and then go that's back to yeah. whichever way you were. Uh, the interesting thing, though, too, the game is pretty unforgiving in terms of, like, you know, you get a certain amount of lives and then uh, you die and that's game over. So that's why they included access to stage two and three via cheat codes. But if you die and have extra lives left over in the final room against the final boss, you just respawn back in the same room. You don't even have to huh. go through the maze Interesting. Game. I mean, it's it's considered its own its own level it's just a frustration release i guess yeah i think it's i think it's a nice inclusion but it seems like something that like no other game was doing at that time yeah so that's like going to ghosts and goblins and dying and just winding up back at the very end of the game yeah Yeah. i guess it's like uh it's been all or nothing it's either been unlimited continues or back at the beginning of the game not this uh uh, not we keep you saying contextual, not this specific moment. Sort sure, of thing. sure. Say you, uh, say you defeat the final boss. Uh, Joe over here is dying. Uh, say you defeat the final boss. Uh, you're gonna finally figure out what everything was all about. <laughs> you're gonna know, like you know, why they, why he was hunting you this whole time. What you, a stranger at two a.m., did to deserve this? No, the second that you land that final punch. <laughs> On the boss that would that would deplete his health bar, and there is a health bar for him. As soon as you do that, it is the hardest cut to black the, the, that the world has ever seen, and it just goes right to the end. Right to the credits. Right to like, the credits. Cre- like, credits, credits, credits. Credit. Director Yoshi Kishimoto immediately appears on the screen. Guys, they're obviously trying to say something about the... The pointlessness of violence. The pointlessness of violence. It's... It, it's it, violence begets violence, and once, <clears throat> once you finally taste that, like you, you land that final blow, you've accomplished nothing. <laughs> it's it's just you yeah. it, you you go back. Yeah, it's to, kind of shaming you. It's yeah. like, oh, great job, good job. <laughs> we made this game. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're better than us? <laughs> like, like yeah, actually, that guy. That's just the that's just the the pawn in the whole thing. Yeah. We're yeah. the people who sent yeah. these people after you. I just love the idea of like, oh, you beat the game, great. We made the game. 
yeah, you're right because it's not the end. It's literally like director. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I laughed so hard when I first saw this because last week we played Karnov and it was it, the, as soon as it ends, it says congratulations, the end. And I was like, how could it even be more abrupt than that? And and this answered my question. I like there's a person if you go to the YouTube like ending of this, if you watch it on YouTube, there's a guy who goes, wow, they don't really fuck around with the credits. Like, <laughs> this is the fastest way to ever get to the end of a game. But here's the crazy part, okay? What is going on? We don't get <laughs> we don't any know. answers. The manual kind of sets things up as you're a random dude who gets attacked at 2 a.m. I'd like to, you know, pass it around the room. Come up with a story, guys. Well, what is happening in this game? Why are you being attacked? I'm just thinking of this as, like, as we go right now. This is improv. But, yeah, yeah, this is but, improv. But I'm starting to think that the manual is kind of like a unreliant narrator. It's 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 <laughs> telling you, it's telling you like, oh, no, you, you just got attacked. Like, this is all self-defense and everything. But as you're going through the game, you're like... Something there's something else going on here. Like I'm definitely the aggressor as I'm going into these buildings and seeking people out to fight. I think that it's like a, a little bit of like you need to. It's teaching you to not trust everything you read. See, I think that this is uh, um, this is actually a remake of the 2008 movie <laughs> Drive, um, in which don't spoil it. It's best not, picture. It's best picture uh, every year, and. Um, you know, he at first th- bad things happen to him, um, and he starts reacting to them until he decides to be super violent, and that's what this movie's about. It's it's the fact that once you start becoming violent, you will be violent for the sake of violence, and it doesn't matter what the actual reason was once you get to the top. Interesting. It's about the frog and the scorpion, hence the jacket he's wearing. I think. That there are no answers because you didn't you didn't stop to think about asking any questions on your murderous rampage. <laughs> Had he have just like waited, like maybe disarmed the guy with the gun, 
and start some dialogue with them. Be like, hey, man, what's going on? Like, I, I'm just looking for an answer as to why people are doing this to me. And he's like, why are you attacking me? He's like, because you're in my house. <laughs> you walked into my house. I went and got the gun. Yeah, actually, you have just, since the game only takes about 10 minutes to complete if you're really good at it, if you do like a speed run. This is actually just a guy who smoked salvia at 2 a.m. <laughs> and then started attacking people. And then other people were like, hey, he's attacking that guy on the subway. And they all join in. <laughs> he stole that hamburger. Yeah, he stole that hamburger. <laughs> Drive was actually a 2011 movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, I will tell you, though, that there actually is a, a story. Uh, it's, Bullshit. No, it's true. Um in the original arcade Japanese version, there were different enemies and bosses, okay? So the game was pretty much, like, completely reskinned for this NES American port. Uh, in the original game, you first face off against high school delinquents. Then you go up against uh, what I'd like to pronounce as Bozo Zoku members. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, which are, that's like the... Japanese subculture of people who like who they ride motorcycles, motorcycles and, yeah. yeah so that makes sense when you see that then you fight um a Sukiban and her minions which is why there's the females in, in the third level Sukiban means a delinquent girl or boss girl in Japanese boss girl yeah okay. so like um a dictionary like of Japanese crime? slang says that Tsukuban only refers to the leader of a girl gang. <laughs> so in okay. in Japan, they have those, you know, uh, or had those. I guess that makes makes a little more sense as to why the men and women were not mixed together. Yeah. Like why they weren't like fighting together. It's like the, then, the men's but, side and the women's side. So then finally, the last thing is that uh, that final stage is that you confront the Yakuza. Oh, and, that's the Yakuza. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, fight, you fight them. And uh, Kunio-kun, who you are, um, oh no, no, sorry, Kunio-kun is the um, is the location. No, it's it, Kunio-kun. Okay, so the the translation of Niketsu Koa Kunio-kun is hot-blooded tough guy Kunio. Oh, okay, great. So that's Mr. K. I like it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, Kunio. It's a whole series apparently in Japan. <laughs> um, whatever. Anyway, uh, the, just to just to wrap things up, there is an ending. Even uh, after you win all, the game and everything, you realize that you've done it to save your girlfriend. Your girlfriend's been kidnapped uh, by the yakuza. Was she uh, in the credits? She's in like uh, yeah, like <laughs> she's in, not, yeah. <laughs> is it not in the credit credits. scene. <laughs> yeah, she's in the cutscene. Mr. K will credits. return. Yeah. So uh, that's that, and I should have noted by now, but I haven't. Kunio Kun's series is like that's River City Ransom. Wow! Yeah, uh, and wait, like it is literally. Yeah, like literally, like those characters. Wow! Only in Japan though, like they, they it's localized here I to see. not be involved with all this stuff. Yeah. But like even River City Girls is like part of the Kunio Kun franchise, so that's huh. cool. On June twenty eighth, two thousand eighteen, a port of Renegade for the Nintendo Switch was released by Hamster as part of their Arcade Archive series. This port includes both the original U.S. version and the Japanese arcade game. Okay, so that's value. Yeah, if you're looking for that, $7.99 on the Switch. Not quite good uh, value. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about this in the past. Uh, there's a lot of, actually, uh, NES games that you can play the original arcade versions for on the Switch. It's kind of surprising, but they're all $7.99 separate. Yeah. So it's really not worth it. In, in our opinion, unless they're essential. In which case, check them out. 
What's interesting about that port, though, is that that is the first time that the Japanese arcade game has ever been available in the West. So if you've ever wanted to play the first Kunio-kun game, uh, you know, that's, that's the only way you're going to do it is on the Nintendo Switch. We do get a sequel, though, on the NES that we will play someday. Uh, it comes out in 1990. It is called Target Renegade. And uh, uh-huh. this time it's made by uh, uh, Taito. And uh, it's a more traditional looking beat-em-up. Much more like... Uh, Isn't this game made by Taito? No, this game is made by Technos. Oh, I think yeah. the last game was Taito, right? Oh. No, Data no. East. Oh, yeah, that's right. Then yeah, I think, Carnival this game, was I think Taito's involved in this game. They might be. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is Taito was probably... Taito is probably the NES port maker. Oh, okay. you know, ah, uh, Taito, Target Renegade is a game specifically made by Taito. Okay. Uh, Technos made so Renegade when it was in the arcade. So they are are, are, are solidifying the rules of the of the beat 'em up. Yes, right? yeah, and, and so Target Renegade is just a more traditional, like what we know today, beat 'em up, much more like your Turtles in Time example, <laughs> where it it's a you're on a screen. You take out the enemies, the screen continues to scroll, and you, yeah. can, you know, uh, take on the next wave, essentially. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, that. And then Renegade 3, the oh. final chapter, uh, came out on, like, MSX and Commodore 64. It did not come out on any consoles. Uh, it's That's it then, right? That's the final chapter. It's the final chapter. Uh, Until... <laughs> It, it just wanted just wanted to note though that Renegade Three is the one that uh, decides screw it we'll jump the shark and uh, Kunio this time travels through Japan to, I'm sorry not Kunio Mr K <laughs> travels through time to rescue his captured girlfriend again again okay so that's Renegade Three uh, just to make it clear Technos had no involvement uh, in the Renegade sequels. But they do go to continue to produce a bunch of games starring Kunio in Japan. Some of them we know um, because they got Western releases with different names. But uh, it's kind of interesting to hear like Super Dodgeball. That's in the Kunio-kun franchise. What? Uh, River City Ransom, Nintendo World Cup. These are all NES games that are go- that we're going to play that all take place in the same universe in Japan, but are released as separate Dodge games. Ball? Super Dodgeball. Yep. Uh, if you look at the main character, it's Mr. K. Okay. I'm dead serious. Like, <laughs> same thing with Nintendo World Cup. Like, Mr. K is in there. Uh, River City Ransom, it's Mr. K. But wow. they don't, um, they don't, they don't really say that. As, yeah, they don't say that as such. So it's, it's a weird section of the sequels and spinoffs where, like, in Japan, this is a well-regarded... Like, Renegade? Yeah, that started the whole River City Ransom thing. Whereas we've abandoned that and said, like, River City Ransom is a franchise and Renegade is a franchise. Huh. huh. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. I think that uh, since you guys are so in sync, it's time for the Essential Games List. So we're going to get into it, but I understand that, Joe, you have a stray thought, so you can do that, and then please follow it up with your vote. Okay, my stray thought is the first time of 1988, I have a thought on the pause sound of this game. Oh. And this, this deserves to be yeah, the essential and I, and, section. And, I, and first I want to say, I don't really remember how I ended up doing this pause sound thing. But, don't worry But now it. I notice all the pause sounds, and this one was interesting because I feel like every pause sound is made up of, like, 
It's like a fingerprint. Two or three like different chimes or beeps or whatever you want to call them. And this one had like had like four or five, and then one that came like a little late. Like it was like <laughs> <laughs> like definitely like an afterthought. Like they were like, let's add one more chime onto that at the end. <laughs> um, so that bleeding straight into my essential game uh, vote was that I, I do think this game was had like a charming look to it and was 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 pretty cool. I think the controls keep it off of the essential games list. Specifically, the the weird uh, registering of the hitboxes and me not really knowing when I'm going to hit when I'm not. Sometimes it feels like I should have hit and I didn't. That keeps it out. But it, it, I think it was better than a lot of these games that try and do like wrestling or karate that we've played in the past. Not all of them, but some of them. All right, John? Um, so this game for me, uh, it's it, it's interesting that you can see the primordial ooze of the, of the beat-em-up. Um, but it's really blurry. It, this is the the most uh far away from it with while still being a beat em up that can possibly exist um the the polish isn't there uh the 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 backgrounds are nice for the NES um but everything else is just sort of messy it's it's got bad handwriting all over it so it's not essential got it all right, and I also have a stray thought that I just remembered. I wanted to talk about, um, since we, we joked about power-ups, uh, like if you needed a shoulder throw power-up, but there is a power-up called Power-Up, <laughs> which turns you into One Punch Man. Oh, yeah. Where uh, it's described in the manual as uh, a power P will appear. If the renegade can catch it, he will be able to knock down his enemies with one punch and can do so. And so I just thought that was kind of fun. And they go flying off the screen. It's cool. Yeah, I think I think that's like neat as like a, a bonus thing, but it only shows up depending on the last two digits of the timer. Yeah, that's really yeah. weird. And that's and very you have strange. to kick something at those last two digits. You have to like yeah. time your you have, kick. Ju- you have to jump kick the enemy. Right. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But they, what's funny is is that they say in the manual hint jump kick the enemy when the last two digits of the timer are as follows. That's not a hint. That's a rule. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the answer. Yeah. That's like, that's like, please note the only way, that, like, yeah. it's weird. It's, you know, it's almost like the hint should have just been the first part, and then it's like, you figure out what time right. it yeah. has to be. But they didn't, they didn't care. That would be a pain, too, though. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. Uh, weird thought on this one. If it was 1988 and we were, like, the current like news people for video games and we were recommending things i would recommend uh this game right now like because it's just like like hey you should have this in your collection uh nes fans if it was 1988 i think this game is doing like you know something so different from what we've been offered in the catalog so far but i'm not going to say in 2019 here that it's worth it uh it's not worth it on any scale really because of how bizarre the um the controller layout is for for dealing with enemies, and then on top of that, I also don't think that like you know how Sean was talking about this is this is just the first bearings of a beat 'em up. I don't think the whole picture has been figured out yet. Yeah. I think this leaves me kind of excited for Target Renegade. Um, you know, like I'm not saying like oh Renegade was pretty bad, so I'm not looking forward to this 1990 sequel. I'm looking forward to seeing if they learn anything. If the uh, when Taito makes the game, if they take any lessons from it. But it's just weird to say that, like, had it have been 1988, I could have totally seen myself being like, yeah, everyone should have a copy of this. Like, this is something that we haven't seen yet. Like, go for it. 
Uh, today I I won't even. Yeah, recommend, I'm, I'm I trying to think. It. I'm trying to think if I would have if this was the only exposure to the genre that I had, if I would have said the same. And I think that without the knowledge that this, without the knowledge of what these games are and were, so that I sort of had a basic understanding of how they operated. I don't know if I would have liked it that much. Hmm. I don't know. Got it. I I think that there is enough like charisma in this game. Sure. Uh, that that makes me also like like there's like a charm factor to it too. Yeah. That and and the fact that you can skip between the first three stages, like so this way you don't have to actually be good at the game. You can still experience it. All those things are like thumbs up in my book. But that is all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. Uh, next week we're going to be doing Contra big game uh, so if you've played that one be sure to listen but if you haven't played yet you still be got sure time to listen. so <laughs> yeah yeah you still got time play it listen watch a video on it listen hey we all listen, do it listen 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 hey, listen, listen listen yeah exactly do as Linkwood and listen <laughs> um, you can always check us out more information at www.nostalgicast.com www.nostalgicast.com uh, we're also on Twitter at Nostalgicast I'm Mike Esposito you can find me on at Esposito Film and we'll talk to you soon